Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 10, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 87 days until Halloween. I'm your ghost dispenser. Let's see what we have on the slab this week. We finally made it to August, the month of Candyman. So we've packed in a couple weeks worth of news and what you can look forward to watching this month. Let's start with a roundup of Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD movies that have just been announced to be headed our way. First up, Keto Lorber Studios Classic announced that the Kathy Bates-led classic Misery will be making its way to 4K Ultra HD with two audio commentary tracks, one by director Rob Reiner and the second by screenwriter William Goldman. Misery hits your DVD collections on October 12th. The Haunting of Bly Manor is headed to Blu-ray with all sorts of audio commentaries and featurettes. You can pick up this series also on October 12th. Next up, Fan favorite and personal love of mine, Friday the 13th is getting a nine-movie Blu-ray collection. Next week, August 10th, the set will include remasters of movies one through four. Don't want the whole set? The one that started it all will get its own Blu-ray release on the same day. However, if you're like me and love a good steelbook, you'll have to wait until October 12th for that sweet limited edition case. Vampires and werewolves are all abound in Underworld. The five-movie franchise is headed to 4K Ultra HD on October 5th. It comes with Dolby Atmos sound and tons of special features. I don't know what that means, but I guess we'll have to wait to see as they come as as the release gets closer. Next up, now that the Purge series is complete, you can pick up a five-movie collection starting in September, The Forever Purge, which I've yet to see and am dying to. It will also release on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray alongside a collection of all the movies on September 28th. Don't have to wait too much long. Francis Ford Coppola's 1963 horror movie, Dementia 13, is headed to Vestron Video Blu-ray. The movie is being billed as The Director's Cut. That means that the legendary director's directorial debut will finally be seen as he intended it to be. I'm taking this to mean that it likely means that Coppola has removed all of the scenes that were added by producer and horror icon in his own right, Roger Corman. Have to see, uh, Corman and Coppola notoriously butted heads on this after the production of the movie had wrapped. The 25th anniversary of Scream is getting the 4K Ultra HD release it deserves. Headed to us on October 19th, you can also snag a steelbook with Ghostface looking as fresh as ever. On October 19th, say hello to Clarice as the Silence of the Land finally heads to 4K Ultra HD. A new audio commentary track and eight. HDR Dolby Vision are headed in this 30th anniversary release. That's going to do it for the Blu-ray launches this week. Let's get into some video game news. Tormented Souls is headed to PS4 and Xbox One. The game has had an on-again, off-again relationship with last-gen consoles. Betting that new generation consoles shortages have something to do with it, it has now been added back to previous generation consoles. That means that it will now be headed to PS4, Xbox One, PS5, 
Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. No word when we might see the get game yet just a vague 2021 the back for blood beta is moving ahead if you're in the early access program you could be playing the spiritual successor to left for dead right now on august 5th if not don't worry august 12th you'll be able to get in there and get in on some zombie killing action in more horror game news, Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water, got a release date of October 28th. I'm excited for people to play this game as it was previously a Wii U exclusive, so having it trapped on a dead console was always rough. Now more people will be able to experience this excellent game as it comes to both Switch and PS4 and Xbox One. I'll leave a link in the notes of all the, in the show notes of what platforms it's coming to for sure. However, if you don't want to buy it, if you just want to watch someone play this game, I will be playing this on my horror game show, Friday Night Frights, on my Twitch channel, the link to which will be in the show notes. More good news for Fatal Frames fans, though. Koei Tecmo, developer of the game, has re-upped the trademark in Japan. Hopefully this means we're getting more camera-based horror games from this series. More Switch game news. Dollhouse is headed to the system in October. The game will take advantage of the Joy-Con's HD rumble and gyroscope, sure to add some spice to an already scary game. No exact date in October has been set yet, so we'll just have to keep an eye on it. And in our last bit of gaming news, EA gave everyone a horrifyingly delightful surprise last week when they announced that horror classic Dead Space is getting a remake. I cannot wait to stock the halls of the USG Ishimura again. In other news, Weekly World News is making a horror comedy called The Zombie Wedding. The new studio that is being created around the film will make film and TV and podcast content based on the original IP of the Weekly World News. As someone who has a soft spot for the Bat Boy musical, I can't wait. Popcorn Fright's virtual festival programming is looking like a fun and scary ride. Running alongside its theater programming, the festival will run the 12th through the 15th online. I'm excited for Howling Village by Takashi Simui, which we'll talk about later in the show. Speaking of Japanese horror icons, Takashi Mikae's new film, The Great Yokai War Guardians, is having its international premiere at Fantasia. 2021. I'm envious of everyone who gets to experience the legendary Montreal Festival in person this year. I cannot wait for more information when we will get to see this one. We also got a bunch of Exorcist news to cover. I mean, like a lot of it. First off, first off, Halloween Horror Nights has announced a Exorcist-themed maze for both Hollywood and Florida. Then we found out that the next Exorcist movie will be in the careful hands of Halloween 2018 director and Halloween Kills director David Gordon Green. He announced that it will be a, quote, reboot and a sequel to the original. He clarifies that this does not mean he will be taking the same tact he did with the Halloween franchise in regards to sequels. In an interview with Total Film, he said, quote, The Exorcist has been written. That was one of my pandemic projects. It's not an accurate bracket that it will be a sequel to the original film. I like Exor all the Exorcist movies. And not only do I like them, I think they all can fall into the acceptable mythology for what I'm doing. It's not like I'm saying, pretend Exorcist 2 never happened. That's fine to exist. They're all fine to exist. I enjoy them all. We then got the news of the shocking price tag that Universal and Peacock spent for the new Exorcist trilogy. It's an eye-popping 400 
million. We also got the news that Ellen Burstyn will be reprising her role as Chris McNeil from the 1973 classic. And a slight bit of bad news, however, could still be good news. Linda Blair has yet to hear from production about her reprising the role as Reagan McNeil. The Exorcist will be hitting theaters in October 2023, a year after Gordon's final Halloween trilogy movie, Halloween Ends. We also got word this week that Zack Snyder will be developing an Army of the Dead sequel with Netflix. That was pretty much the end, the beginning and the end of it. It's happening. We know it's happening now. So Jordan Peele gave us a peek finally at his next horror project. Nope. We only got an ominous storm cloud with a kite string hanging from it, but I'm ready for anything new, Jordan Peele. It's headed to theaters on July 22nd. 2022. David Gordon Green had a busy interview with Total Film. Not only did he talk about the upcoming Exorcist sequel, he gave us some clues about 2022's Halloween Ends. He said that Halloween Kills is the ultimate slasher movie in terms of gore and kill count and scope, but that the final film will be much more contained. Jamie Lee Curtis has also hinted that Kills may be her last go-around as Laurie Strode. We've heard that one before, Jamie. So that's going to do it for the news this week. Next up, let's take a look at all the delicious horror content that is heading to us in the month of August. First up, we have The Old Ways, headed to Netflix on August 5th, the story of a journalist who heads home to research a story, only to be captured and accused of being the devil by the locals in the area. Also on the 5th, Teddy is making its way to Shudder. The first Friday in August, and the ghostist's dear papa's birthday is packed with new releases. First up, John Digs the Hole, the charming coming-of-age story about a boy who digs a hole and traps his family in it. You can catch this one in theaters and on demand on the 6th. Last Matinee, also on the 6th, is a joint project between Dark Star Pictures and Bloody Disgusting, purveyors of all great horror news. (laughs) This slasher is centered around a group who is seeing the last showing of a horror movie in the small town. Can't make it to the theater? Don't want to make it to a theater? Don't worry. VOD and digital for this film hit your eyeballs on October 24th. French horror flick about blood-sucking locusts, Swarm, hits Netflix also on the 6th. Bleed With Me, a story that centers on trust issues and relationships that cause them, hit Shudder on August 10th. Slasher Fresh and Blood, Season 4, is coming to Shudder on August 12th. Fathom Events has a one-night showing of The Stairs on August 12th. Bloody Supernatural Revenge series Brand New Cherry Flavor hits Netflix on August 13th. The next one up is a little bit of a controversial one. Don't Breathe 2 will also hit theaters on August 13th. I'm still cautiously waiting for reviews on this one, but everything I've heard so far again has not pointed me to thinking this movie is going to be handled with the care that it needs to be handled. And one of my most anticipated movies of the month comes to theaters on August 13th. Takashi Shumishu Howling Village. The Zhuan director's film centers on a dark, cursed site and a psychologist who goes back to the village to discover her family's dark history and its connection to it. Uh, Folks who aren't or won't go to the movies won't have to wait long. The on-demand release of this film is just on the 17th. A woman is haunted by killer visions that drive her to kill in The Girl with a Razor Blade, also out on Blu-ray and VOD on the 17th. We'll be talking about this one in the trailer section, but Neil Blumkamp's Demonic releases on October 20th. Following the story of a woman stalked by an escaped serial killer from her past. The Girl Who Got Away comes to VOD and theaters on the 20th. Risen, about a meteor strike's effect on a small town, arrives on VOD also on the 20th. And finally on the 20th, catch Night House at a theater near you. 
Chapelweight, the Stephen King series based on Jerusalem's lot, featuring Adrian Brody, starts its run on Epics on August 22nd. The Walking Dead starts its 11th and final two-year death shambles to the end of the series on the 22nd. The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, hits Netflix on the 23rd. American Horror Story Double Feature starts what's starting to look like its shaky run on the 25th. Body horror films centered around computer models and mosquitoes, Mosquito State, hits Shudder on August 26th. And the movie we've all been waiting for, Nia DaCosta's Candyman, hits theaters on August 27th. I am hoping and praying my governor makes showing your vaccination card a requirement for theaters between then and now so I can feel safe seeing this spiritual successor and sequel in the theaters. Now let's look at a few of the amazing trailers we've seen in the past week or so. We're going to start with the mess that is American Horror Stories double feature. Now if you've seen, I've canceled my American Horror Stories YouTube videos. Because that series started out bad and it has just gotten worse. I have stopped watching episodes three weeks in. The Santa one was the only one that was even like closely acceptable or scary and even that was weird and it's relying on a lot of tropes that I think we have grown beyond as a community and so it's really sad to watch what has happened to American Horror Stories as a whole like I don't know how we progressed from a show that had stellar acting and stellar acting nominations to what Ever the fuck is going on in this trailer. I honestly cannot get excited for this. I will watch the first one, but I'm not going to invest a lot of time in it to this year if it doesn't grab me right away. It, it's just a bunch of like not scary looking vampires or and aliens like the ufu big-eyed alien just isn't scary to me anymore like it's cute like lisa frank draws it looks like a lisa frank alien to be fair and i don't find nosferatu's type vampires very scary anymore vampires that look like demons aren't as scary as vampires that you can't tell the difference between humans so i don't know it just doesn't seem to be grabbing me it's billing itself as quote-unquote two parts but it's hinting throughout that whole trailer that they're somehow going to combine we see at the end an alien with vampire teeth uh we already went down this road with roanoke i don't want to go back to that level of bad of american horror story but i feel like we are going to be drugged back there anyway uh yeah not optimistic for american horror story this year really just not into it next up we get the full trailer for neil blumkamp's demonic this story is a blend of horror and technology that i've always wanted demons and virtual reality uh yes please priest vatican soldiers uh absolutely this movie looks wild the pacing of the trailer is so fast i hope that the movie lives up to that pacing blumkamp's pacing has always been a problem for a lot of people and i hope that this is a faster paced look at how virtual reality and demonic possession can combine Uh, we don't really see a lot of supernatural and technology movies pulled off well but i think if anybody can do it blumkamp is the one to do it uh that film is going to come out on august 20th so can't wait now you didn't think i would end this podcast without talking about james wan's new movie malignant did you we got first we got a beautiful giallo-esque poster of the film seriously i cannot wait to have one of these in my office it looked like it was hand designed by argento himself the eye with the blood vessels and just her face in the 
stark red and the like pickaxe looking coming down. Mm, I just love it. If you have not seen it, there's a picture of it on Bloody Disgusting. There'll be a link in the show notes. Do yourself a favor. Go look at it. And then we also got the trailer. And this is clearly by design that the poster looks like an Argento film. Uh, Juan took to Twitter to say that the movie is a genre blender bender and that it's gritty and inspired by his love of Bavla, Argento, De Palma, and Cronenberg. It's kind of like the 80s horror f- thrillers you would find on the back store of video, back shelves of video stores. All right. The trailer shows off a lot of quick camera movements and unsettling angles that made Saw and Wan movies what they are. I feel like the fusion of his three iconic horror series, the ghosts and dread of The Conjuring, the unrelenting terror of Insidious mixed with the quick style and gore of Saw is something that is going to be fantastic and beautiful. I cannot wait to find out who Gabriel is on September 10th. And that's it for this week's show. I'm your ghost dispenser. You can find me all over the internet as Miss Nintendeek64. You can find this show on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at A Halloween Club. Come hang out next Friday, the 13th of August on Twitch when Friday Night Fright starts with a round of me playing Michael Myers and longing to play Jason in Dead by Daylight. So I'll see you next week. Until then, you know the drill. Sleep or don't.